Hello and welcome to the Grow Better Together podcast. There we go. Okay, now we're here. So, if we're going to go through it, grow through it. Welcome uh, to the podcast and thank you for growing through the podcast as I figure out how to introduce this. Yes. So I'm here with Meredith. Hello, Meredith. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hi, everyone. Yay. <laughs> okay, so this is our second podcast second. and we're going to talk about ways to work through pain. That always sounds like fun. That's a fun one. Yeah. But since this is, um, the idea of the podcast is to, you know, as we all suffer through things, we mm-hmm. can grow through them to hopefully something better on the other side. So use our struggles for strength. Yes. yes. And we're all going to experience pain, so we can talk about ways in which to, in a healthy manner, work through that pain. Mm-hmm. It can benefit all of us and help us live mm-hmm. uh, more successful slash happier, less miserable lives, I guess. Yeah. Healthier. Healthier? Emotionally healthier. There we go. I feel like a lot of, most people, because I feel like we're just still in an extension of 2020. Yeah. Are going through something painful. Yeah. And uh, this actually came up in part of a conversation we were having at the gym tonight and realized, you know, it's, it is Sunday. We've been doing all of our podcasts, all two of them, (laughs) on Sunday to launch on Monday and realized, why don't we actually just talk about this? Yeah. Because it's. Very real, um, very recent, and as you may know, we're doing this because we want to all help. We yeah, want to, absolutely. Yeah, you're in a business of help, where I'm in a business of help, it's just, it makes sense. So yeah. that's kind of a little backstory for how we landed on the topic, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, how random to all of a sudden just talk about pain, right? Yeah, I think that's... Uh... We're a happy couple, we don't have pain. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. and that doesn't even mean like yeah. like we help each other through pain yeah uh just because like you brought up in the introduction podcast the first one was yeah that just because you're in a healthy relationship mm. doesn't mean you won't have other struggles so when you right. would have struggles and somebody said well at least you have rob you're almost like <laughs> screw you because that doesn't negate everything yeah you know so mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have that for yeah. sure it's nice yeah. to have that component of your life right. but it doesn't fix everything else yeah and you you know best, probably, that I am so skeptical because good things... I, I always say, and this may sound a little dramatic or drastic, but I always say good things don't happen to me. Yeah, and then or I immediately do. try to say, like, no, it's okay, yeah. it's fine, like, <laughs> yeah. here's a good thing that happened. Shut is, up, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually like, well, you know, you you found a penny on the floor the other day. <laughs> and you're like, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, you are, I mean, you're you're the good thing. You are one of the good things, but... There's a lot, there's a lot there that even when, you know, and I, I think at the core of all of these podcasts and future ones, it really comes down to knowing yourself Mm -hmm. and to recognize your emotions when you're experiencing something painful, recognizing your triggers. Why, maybe why is it painful? Is it because it's your trigger? Is it because it's new? Is it because you're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what the triggers are? Um, you know, any of those types of things. So um, I think once we eventually get into the actual conversation <laughs> part of the podcast, yeah. it'll come to light. But that's just some background because I don't, I haven't typically been very vulnerable about a lot. Um, no, not at all. And that that's largely in part due to being an introvert. It's mm-hmm. largely in part to having a very small group of very close friends. I can talk, I I enjoy talking with everybody. I enjoy a lot of different types of people. I, enjoy, I just enjoy that, and I can appreciate 
you know, everyone's uniqueness and things like mm-hmm. that. But, like, I don't tell everybody. Yeah. You know, what's going on. So yeah, we'll get into we, a little bit of that. Yeah, we're, like, we're one-on-one people. Yeah. And then also you can enjoy conversations with people, but it doesn't mean that they need to know everything about you. Yeah, and overshare. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah. like, introvert kind of yeah. behavior. It's, like, I have people I love having conversations with about mm-hmm. gym. Mm-hmm. You know, like exercise and fitness and things. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to tell them all of my emotional troubles. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's understanding that. And you mentioned like knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of like today's podcast is us talking about how ways to manage pain yeah. is know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Know how to direct yourself in a positive way through pain. Mm-hmm. So you can actually turn that struggle into a strength. Yeah. And like you said, is it's almost like identifying what your natural behaviors would be. But then trying to direct that if it's a negative natural mm-hmm. behavior, direct that towards something positive. Right. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have four ways that we have written down. We might kind of come up with more as we go. Mm-hmm. But four ways we have written down on the kind of ways to manage um, pain or hardships is a healthy distraction is mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we're going through pain, we have this kind of bottled up emotional energy. Mm-hmm. And it can be very challenging as to know what to do with that. And that can lead into, you know, self-abuse, drug abuse, like lashing out on people, just acting like a punk. Uh, <laughs> so there's, so directing that in a more healthy way, and we'll yeah. elaborate on this as we go, mm-hmm. but that helps you kind of divert that energy towards something healthy to ensure it's not going to have a negative cascading kind of ricochet right. uh, consequence. Right. Yes. Yeah. Another one we thought of was journaling mm-hmm. and the journaling. benefits of like brain dumping, just getting things out of your head. That mm-hmm. helps to kind of just... Uh, clear some of the cutter uh, clutter in your mind mm-hmm. and then like one thing i like to do in regards to journaling concepts is <clears throat> if i think through what i've struggled through how can i use that struggle in the future what is a lesson i learned right oh, yeah. and for 100%. me if i can if i can come out of it with a lesson learned it then makes me feel better about having experience because i'm like okay i had this negative experience once Mm-hmm. But now, thanks to this lesson, I can prevent multiple negative experiences yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yes. Which is a very unique trait. And part of that is probably leads into the third one, which was what, education. Yeah, so, like, education. reading about it, um, I know, I mean, just <laughs> for me personally, I would usually try to seek out information first. Or I'm a highly introspective, you know, mm-hmm. an intrinsic motivated person, intrinsically motivated um, so I usually look inside for all of it. So, you know, reading a book really does help. I remember someone telling me I was too sensitive. Oh, I mean, yeah. 18 and 19 too, yeah. too sensitive. Like, are you supposed to care less? Number one, are mean? all teenagers like sensitive? <laughs> yeah. But then like also, is this a bad thing? So I was reading books. I went to, I went to Barnes and Noble and I read, I picked up books about being a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. because I wanted to know how do I fix it? Yes. Back when I thought I needed to fix it. Back when we thought we could fix everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or yeah. Or it was like our responsibility to fix oh, everything. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so reading about that, but then also picking that up, thinking I was reading it to try and fix it, and mm-hmm. how do I not be sensitive? And then I realized, oh, my gosh, this, this, re- this does sound like me, and I am sensitive. And it's not – I can't flip the switch and turn it off. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I could do. But long, short, saying – you know, I wanted to go read a book. Five Love Languages is another mm-hmm. book. Oh, that's um, a book. Yes. Books about conflict, book, books about leadership, books about speaking in general. Mm-hmm. Um, books help helped a ton through Absolutely. a lot of what I was going through. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then lastly being counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, you can talk to a friend too, but we 
kind of we did discuss that we wanted to mention the difference between a friend and a counselor yes yes because a lot of people do say like well i talk to my friends about it and it's like well i don't know if your friends are fully equipped to be able to help you manage that right and they'll probably tell you what to do i'll just break up with them and it's like that's probably not good (laughs) even if that's what you should you know it's like usually it's black and whites they see black and white they take your side they often don't get you Mm -hmm. to you know, maybe they don't play devil's advocate because maybe yes. you're not re- someone that's ready to, you mm-hmm. know, play devil's advocate. Um, and a lot of people aren't good listeners. They're not active listeners. They won't let you talk through something. Right. They'll immediately want to jump in Immediately and give advice. You. What's the, yeah. who's the, the book I read? Stop Feeling Like Shit? Who read the book? I already forgot. Oh, I forgot her name. We'll, we'll have, have to Google it so yeah. we can, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll but, put it in the comments. Yeah, there's a book written by a female titled yeah. Stop, Stop, Stop Feeling, Feeling like, like Shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, very good book. But in that, part of it was don't be the person, like, listen to what does your friend need? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, if you feel like shit because someone isn't listening to you, don't do it to them. Yeah. Whereas we've, we've often talked about, as a couple, we came in, we came into the relationship having read a ton of books and yes. having worked on ourselves a lot. Which is why I think we have such a good relationship because we oh, worked absolutely. on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people really want to work on themselves very well. That's no, messy. It's ugly. Like it's, you have to tell yourself that you're the problem. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot to always look at. You know, mm-hmm. to look deep at like that. It but can be overwhelming for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, part of that was you know you can go to a, a friend, but be sure really have that conversation where it's hey I either need you to listen mm-hmm. or I need advice. Or you, if you are listening, if you're on the receiving end of your friend, ask them, hey, do you do you want me to listen or do you want advice right now? Yeah, that's very true. Because, yeah. and that was one of the points of the book, and that immediately eliminates conflict. Because not a lot of, I don't even know if a lot of people know what they want. They're venting. That's very true. But they don't know, do you get triggered if someone tries to fix it? Mm-hmm. Do you get, and most men are fixers, so that's immediately, men, women want to be heard and men want to fix things. And yes. then, boom, there's like blow-ups all the time. Yeah. But it's friendships can be the same way, yeah. and uh, you know. So do yourself a favor, pick up the book. It's a great book. Um, mm-hmm. But also, if you are the receiving friend, ask them. And yeah. who knows? Maybe you're doing yourselves both a service because maybe this is the first time someone's ever asked them that. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, I never really thought about that." Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good framework for the conversation, so for that sure. way you know. Yeah. How to, how to go about the conversation yeah. and everybody be heard and mm-hmm. not have misunderstood or frustrated. Right. Yeah. And then eventually, maybe you can learn. Like, sometimes I'll start a sentence and say, hey, I just I just need you to listen. I really don't need mm-hmm. advice. Or, I really don't know what to do here. What do you think? Yes. And then you start to phrase things in a way that it, you're not setting your friend or partner up to fail yeah. because they don't know what they want what you want from them. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, um, uh, for those of you who don't know, like, I own a gym and I'm a personal trainer and do, like, uh, nutritional consultation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, when somebody says, like, when we were talking about counseling, mm-hmm. talking to a counselor or a friend, yeah. I, immediately I go to, like, okay, if I want to learn about how to diet, <laughs> I can ask my neighbor and they're going to tell me to stop chewing gum or some. Or they'll say yeah. don't eat carbs. Yeah, or, like, I'll do a diet Coke, you or know. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, whatever all that stupid advice is that you hear yeah. from random people. Yeah. Or you could go to somebody who's educated on the matter. Right. And they're going to fill you in a lot Significantly better. different. Like, and I've seen, yeah. I mean, as soon as I got to college, one of the first things I did, I took advantage of the counseling. Yeah. It's free awesome. counseling. And I was, with, with some stuff I was going through, I was going t- twice a week. And it yeah. changed, it, like, it changed the way I saw things. It was the first time someone listened to me and didn't tell me what to do or didn't try to fix things and really made me be reflective on it and it was great and you know life-changing and 
you know, I see a counselor now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and there's things that I have very, very good friends. And I, I do. I tell them a lot and talk about a lot. Yeah, you have great um, friends. I keep, you know, I, I try to be respectful. We don't really have anything about our relationship to talk about to, like, other people. But no, I know I, I know sometimes that can be tricky, too. So if you are going to friends and talking about things, just be aware of. Oh, yeah, that's a whole can of worms right Yeah, there. we're going to yeah. try not go down that rabbit hole, maybe a different podcast. Well, that's a good, yeah, we might have to revisit that with a full one, but that yeah. is a good point. It's like, be aware of, be aware of what you tell your friends, because mm-hmm. um, it's not always true that a friend will betray you and tell other people, mm-hmm. but they're more likely than a counselor, yeah. you know, to kind of share that information, gossip yeah. that a little bit, yeah. you know, so make sure you pick a trustworthy friend if you're yeah. going to, count like... Yeah. Um, do some type of counseling and that's where like even journaling like you brought up the the concept of like the first time you felt like you were encouraged to be reflective so sometimes people when they go to count like journaling they'll say what's the point of me journaling I'm just going to write down what I already know well that's like in a good way and you know more about this than I do a good counselor will listen Mm -hmm. maybe if they if they ask you any questions it's more along the lines of kind of promoting you to talk through things more right so hey revisit this area and let's talk a little more about this and if you want an answer they won't they won't give you answers counselors don't don't give answers they'll like try to steer you so we're getting into the you know details about the counseling but i mean i guess we could go back through some of those examples uh, because we had said you know it's a great idea but not everybody has a significant other. Not everyone has a spouse. Not everyone has a supportive significant other. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has a supportive spouse. And yeah. some people are single. And some people are very heavily single. And some people are just really longing so badly for a good catch. Yes. And the, the next, you know, the yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So we want to try to always be cognizant of that when we do the podcast. Yeah, because, present both perspectives. Right. We've... Oh, Man, have we been in yeah. all of the scenarios? Yeah. So, well, let's, uh, can you think of a trial or trouble yeah. that you had when you were single, and yeah. how you kind of worked your way through that? In in the fact of you didn't have a significant other yeah. to to rely on or use in any way. Yeah. So you want to talk through a moment or any kind of um, struggle? <laughs> yeah, which one? Huh? Which struggle? <laughs> but um, it's also you know I. I almost say I was usually a serial monogamist. Like I, mm-hmm. I loved love, yeah. but I also I didn't I didn't have a family where love was healthy, mm-hmm. and I was always looking for love. I was looking for that in someone else, yeah. and I didn't really know yet how to look inside. So to think about a struggle I handled alone. Well, you used the fitness show. You, you well, that I wasn't. Sin- oh, I guess I was single. I was going through a divorce. And at the time, like I couldn't, I couldn't go to CrossFit gyms and I couldn't go to CrossFit. We were both CrossFit coaches, you know, and we both did that all the time. And, um, you know, I really loved that sport and it was a huge part of my life. And then I remember doing a back squat in it, a back squat, it would be a squat. CrossFit calls it back squat, but it's a squat. So I was doing a squat in the gym and then, you know, I was down, you know, down at the, in the hole, and all of a sudden the bar fell off my back because, and I just started crying, and everyone thought I was hurt. And I was yeah. like, I'm just really sad. I'm and, okay. And I'm it okay. was, I'm, I'm fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so embarrassing, but I, that's when I was like, I need something different. This is not helping, and this is yeah. not good. And, um, you know, after some research, I decided, you know what, I'm finally gonna go for it because I always wanted to do bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I remember getting Oxygen magazine when I was young, yeah. as I want to look like those people. And then I told myself, don't do it because, well, clearly, if you want to do this, you're just trying to seek attention. 
Like oh, I was yeah. already way too hard on myself, and yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want people to think I want attention, but I feel like I have the genetics where I could do that, and that would be really fun. I really yeah. liked working out. So, you know, <laughs> flash forward 14 years later, I finally decided to go and try bodybuilding, and that was, that was, I was able to. I mentioned it, you know, in the the first podcast where I was living in an apartment that I had to put rent on a credit card because I had lost a sales job and I had an air mattress and I didn't have a television. And I'm telling you, once I was in that place with no TV and no distractions, Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think I cried for like three days straight, mm-hmm. but I went to the, I went to the gym and started to prep. I started to yeah. prep for show. And that was one of the best things I ever could have done for myself in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I finally said, I'm going to do this. And I did it. But it was it was something I was doing for me. Yes. I felt like such a failure day in and day out, and I didn't know what to do. I all of a sudden, you know, couldn't go to CrossFit anymore, and I literally had zero things to distract me in my apartment. Yeah. And I'm okay now. What? Well, you know, I don't drink, and I wasn't. You know, what was I gonna do? And before you would even get yeah. into those kind of negative yeah. habits, you went and yeah. found a positive distraction. Right, and I'm like, at least I'll look really good at the end of this if there's anything that good yeah. that comes out of yeah. it. And that was really great. That was really, really helpful. And um, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful I did that. And it's totally, even you know, in the middle of it and when I competed, I'm like, this is totally what I'm meant to be doing. And yeah. it was just such a blessing. And you never know. I mean, you... If you're in a situation right now and, you know, you need, you need a way to handle it and you're like, oh, I can't afford the gym right now because oh, who knows easy. what. Yeah. I mean, I literally could not afford anything and I tried to find ways to make sure I can pay for coaching and pay for the yeah. gym. But I also lived in an empty apartment with an air mattress. So, yeah, like, I had to forego, priorities. You were willing right? to forego TV, cable, like, yeah, furniture. All of it. Because you knew your mental yeah. health, yeah. like an emotional health, was... Yeah was greater than things now sometimes you know a possession can in a way be positive for emotional mental health but it was a much better investment to say okay i'm gonna invest into my body yeah and that's gonna be something i can take i can keep with me and it was the discipline and then i was so hungry i didn't i didn't have any mental space to think of anything (laughs) the nice part too is like if you're dieting and you can't afford food if it's perfect because you're dieting you can't you oh. wouldn't buy the food if you could afford it so it's okay if you're poor sadness <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah. sad but i mean to me too it was there's there's a the benefits outweighed the cons where it was i i trust i felt good about the decision because i knew i had to do this for my mm-hmm. mental health i had to do it for my mental health and i'm so thankful i did it yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, look where we are now. And look where yeah. we are now. But um, I feel like I could keep talking. I'm going to stop talking. Mm. And I'm going to say, how did you handle it when you were single? <laughs> well, that was very good. So, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> and that's something, like we said, like out of these four ways, these are ways that we ourselves have yeah. used. We've talked with yeah. friends and clients. Mm-hmm. And they've used these ways, and they've been successful. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a good example as how mm-hmm. you can use like a kind of a, a, a healthy distraction, right. and be able to get through that. So, something I did a lot when I was by myself was mm-hmm. a lot of the combination of education and journaling. Oh, yeah. So I knew um, 
like you said, you were a serial monogamist. Yeah. Um, I knew that for me personally, like the way my brain kind of works when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. is I never wanted to get into a relationship unless I felt that it had a future to it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So exactly. Unless, unless there's a purpose to this, I didn't really yeah. see the, the purpose yeah. of it. <laughs> so I yeah. guess, you know, if it wasn't going to lead to something, I didn't want to yeah. get into it. So, mm-hmm. and um, you've mentioned that that's probably yeah. odd when it yeah. comes to a male perspective yeah. in relationships, but it was something where I knew for myself was... If I want a, when I get a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. uh, when I, well, when I get a health, wait, good Lord, there we go, words, yes, <laughs> when I get a relationship, I want to make it healthy, right. and so I did a lot of reading, so I've read a lot of books on uh, communication, like mm-hmm. love languages, we mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. love and respect was one that you oh, turned yeah. me on to afterwards, yeah. but I would do a lot of kind of working on myself. So how did I, like if I felt like I was lazy in certain mm-hmm. ways and behaviors, I would mm-hmm. try to read a book to figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. If I was, um, you know, having like anger issues and I thought, you know, just kind of angry all day or mm-hmm. mad at people, mm-hmm. I didn't want to, that to be something I would carry in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I tried to work on solving that. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of books mm-hmm. and then I would try to work on that. So if mm-hmm. I read a book that day, if I read something, I would try to use that information for the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. And occasionally I would journal what I felt was helpful. So that way I would always be able to kind of, in a way, reflect back on it later yeah. on. But I that's did. something I did a lot when I was by myself was yeah. I read a lot of books and I kind of wrote down what I thought was mm-hmm. um, kind of like a game plan for my future. I prepared mm-hmm. for my future. Mm-hmm. And that helped me a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I was always journaling. But you, you know me. If we were to take this camera and film the room you see how many journals i actually own it's kind of crazy but um yeah i mean i we've i've did that too and um but i'm realizing we're talking about healthy ways that we've handled things but let's just say that there were not always healthy ways that i handled things yeah i mean i remember you know going being thinking that i was going to go do retail therapy because everyone you hear that all the time i did i used to shop and i you know couldn't afford it but it was like a temporary distraction Mm -hmm. and that wasn't good and it got me into a very bad place and i was like oh my god like i can't i thank goodness and thank god i mean i don't i don't do that but there was a time where I would spend like too much money just to like distract myself and I'm going to enjoy these things and these things are going to make me happy and I'm going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Same, with, like, same thing with eating, you know, yeah. you eat your emotions. And I was doing both of those things before I even knew that's what I was doing. Yeah. So that was seeing that and going through some things there. I'm sure that'll be future episodes, but it was uh, by the time I got to a place where I'm like, this is a really, really bad place. And how do I do it? It was, it was the reading and journaling and mm-hmm. exercising and painting and counseling and all of those that, you know, later in life, I realized those were always my go-to. When I was younger, yeah. I was not, was not smart in some ways that I handled things. Well, I think um, all of us have, yeah. like, the first time we experience something, it's, you know, crap luck, whether you're going to get it right in a healthy way or in mm. a negative way. So mm. it's just becoming more aware. And I think what happens is, we have we experience a pain. We have a reaction. Yeah. That reacting behavior either made things worse, mm-hmm. or it made things better. Mm-hmm. And what we would like to encourage people to do mm-hmm. is to say, okay, let's take inventory. Mm-hmm. Am I doing something every time I f- experience a pain mm-hmm. that just keeps recycling this pain over and over? Right. Or am I doing something that's building? Right. And building upon it. Mm-hmm. And these are four things that we found have been building things. Mm-hmm. Now you can like healthy distraction, for example, fitness, physical mm-hmm. fitness, mm-hmm. that could become a negative. 
if it does come to restrictive Thank eating, you. if yeah, it does I come was to going like to say, overexercise. I was going to yeah. say that, um, yeah, now you can go to the extreme to where healthy becomes unhealthy. Yes. Because anything can become, can become an obsession. But that's also, again, you know, where counseling can play a role. Um, and these are ways that we handled it. We, we talked about, um, I don't, I haven't been keeping track of the time, but those were ways we handled them being single. Yes. And so then when you have pain, you know, you can, you can handle things similarly in a relationship and that can get, it can be kind of tricky how to navigate because, you know, there's, you're now either in a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship. Maybe you're, your parent died and, you know, you think you really want a distraction. You go do a bodybuilding, you want to do a bodybuilding competition and your sp- spouse, significant other partner is like, hell no, you're not doing that. You know, yeah. and what the, then what do you do? Yeah. So there, you know, it, it can, it can be challenging um, because then also maybe you're doing that and your spouse is, or partner or significant other, whatever that is, says, heck yeah, you know what? I could, that sounds actually pretty cool. I think, want to do it together. Yeah, how can I help? Want to do it together. Or let's, what do we, you know, they know that they, after a certain time, will go into the fridge and whatever, whatever pint of ice cream is there, it's gone by the end of the night. So they vow, okay, I really want to support my partner. This is going to be, this is a really tough time for them. I'll make sure there's no ice cream in the house. I'll forego that to help them reach their goal. So it's, is it a healthy relationship? Is it a non-healthy relationship? Because then, if, I mean, if you were by yourself, I was by myself. Mm-hmm. No one was telling me, why are you always eating that? You can't eat that. Eat more and you're no fun. And mm-hmm. So it was easy by myself. But then mm-hmm. if you're with, you know, with a partner that isn't supportive, what do you do? And again, I feel like it'll always fall back to counseling or really deep heart-to-heart mm-hmm. conversations. Um, you know, so that's, that's another thing. And I've tried to handle things um, in emotionally abusive relationships and that's very very hard and um you know then it feels like everything nothing is healthy however you want to handle it um and then of course with you being in a very healthy relationship where it's you know i have a lot of pain and i'm very uncomfortable in a circumstance or something's really bothering me and i know myself you know to i know myself enough to say i'm probably going to be quiet Mm -hmm. And then to say, hey, I know I'm really quiet and I know that this this can be hard for you. It's hard for you because of not necessarily you. This isn't. Yeah, you're just talking you know, like generous, Yeah, but generous, like maybe yeah. your partner is saying, you know, you know that their trigger because you've had the conversation. Maybe mm-hmm. you know their trigger is all of a sudden when someone gets quiet and doesn't talk and all of a sudden they're internalizing everything and it's them. Yeah. So really it's okay, I'm going to handle this and – let, let me just handle it and this is just who I am it's but to still be respectful of your partner so it's um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that being in a healthy relationship is a two-way street yes where it's you want to handle something but let your partner know how you need to handle it yeah like in that or, scenario both people yeah. could work at that like right. the person who's not talking much because that's how they handle it they could say hey I'm gonna need some they could talk about their need yeah. for space right then the person who freaks out in space yeah. can say hey you know I have to learn to mm. to not ask for so much right. and recognize that just because they're being quiet doesn't mean they're unhappy right. with me yeah. so it's almost like in a healthy relationship 
both people come together for the greater good. Yeah. Whereas in an unhealthy, it feels like you're unsupported. It, like, completely. it feels like you're still and by you're, yourself. Like, fighting somebody else. Yeah, it feels like you're still Or alone. it's even harder. You're like, this would be yeah. easier if I was by myself because yeah. I feel like I'm getting hit left and right and I can't, like, I can't. Yeah. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a good question to ask, like, when you're saying, okay, how do I know if what I'm dealing, like, what I'm doing is healthy or unhealthy? Is, is this making your question. life better? Great point. Are, are you getting progressively better in challenges and struggles? Mm-hmm. Are you learning how to manage them better with less financial strain, mm-hmm. with less emotional strain, with less, like, relationships strain? Mm-hmm. You know, are you progressively getting better through struggles, or mm-hmm. are you running into the same issue over and over right. and over? Right. Where it's, okay, maybe... And I hope everyone realizes or starts to think that, okay, if I'm going through a hard time, really do... Do look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Do really try to spend some time figuring out why am I upset? What brought me here? Does this yeah. remind me of something? Is there something similar? Like every time I felt this way, this has happened. Like start to take inventory of mm-hmm. your emotions, your surroundings, your triggers, the patterns. Really try to look at that. And maybe that's way, maybe it's far too hard to talk about that with your partner. Yeah, right you, away. That's why you got a journal. Then. If it's you the, do your own that's journal. where I was going. Yeah. If it's the first time you're trying to start to have these conversations, put it in a journal, or you know, let your partner know and say, "Hey, I'm I'm really trying to figure some things out," and you know, re- reassure them. Know, know their love languages coming that out helps of the gate. A lot. Know yes. yours and know theirs, yeah. because that'll really help you when you're having a struggle, and you're in a relationship. Um, maybe it's not the one maybe it's you know you know it's not permanent or you're unsure if it's not permanent or you just got married or you just got engaged whatever it is really really try to reflect and figure out why is this painful for me right now why Mm -hmm. am i sad what do i need you know ask all those questions of yourself and that's going to be probably one of the best things that you can do as you're trying to work through pain yeah right because do yourself do yourself the respect and do your partner that respect to be open and have those conversations yeah Yeah. so i think that's going to be something like what can the listeners take away from Mm -hmm. this is that these four ways that we've talked about how to manage pain Mm -hmm. they have been ways that we've seen have a positive yes now anything taken extreme could be negative but like is drinking alcohol to forget your problems going to be a positive? Not no. in any way whatsoever. <laughs> is the stuff we're mentioning now going to be a positive? It can be. Yeah. So keep yourself in check. Yeah. And if you say, okay, am I being too, if one of our like things is too healthy distraction, yeah. is that healthy distraction improving your life? Yeah. Or is it actually causing its own problems? Right. Then chances are you've taken it too far. Yeah. So, right. And then if we look at like journaling, if you're writing down things in your own mind, um, in if that is helping you feel better and more relaxed at night or relaxed in the morning, great. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden you're freaking out because you're writing down so much or overwhelmed with mm-hmm. it, take a step back. Mm-hmm. But these are areas for you to start to at least experiment with mm-hmm. and see, okay, can I use this in a positive way? Yeah. Yes. So, again, it was a healthy distraction, doing something to divert your kind of nervousness energy mm-hmm. in a healthy way, mm-hmm. on purpose, in a healthy way. Yeah. Then we had the journaling, which you can do, like, brain dump. You can do kind of, like, writing down what has happened and what can mm-hmm. you learn from it. Mm-hmm. Even a gratitude journal to kind of bring you out of negativity. That's very That's true. a great idea. And then we have the education, read a book, mm-hmm. find a resource, mm-hmm. and then counseling. 
mm-hmm. you know, whether it's with a friend or counselor, mm-hmm. but just kind of getting that connection with somebody, mm-hmm. that uh, way to speak into somebody, reflect mm-hmm. on it, like mm-hmm. you said. These are things that we have found have been positives right. to work through pain, and, and we encourage you to try these. And ways. clearly it's not all the ways. And by no means, I feel like it's a huge disclaimer that it's this is what's worked for us. And this, these are some things we do. Again, it's not all encompassing, mm-hmm. and to to be to tread very lightly on, you know, everything in moderation. And just please be aware to whether, okay, this is fine now, but is this becoming now even more detrimental to my life? Yeah, always it, keeping that in mind. Yes. Right. So you you're having a horrible time. You want to have a you know a glass of wine or two with your girlfriends, and it's just like a complaint session, whatever it is. That's, we're not saying that when we say drinking. We're saying forget to clock into work and drinking by yourself. you're by yourself and all of a sudden this is gone. Yeah. So just yeah. putting that disclaimer out there. No yeah. judgment, but just please be careful. No. And it's, and it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it goes back to, again, mm-hmm. that, okay, if I had a glass or two with my friends, we had a, you know, session just kind of complaining about everything, mm-hmm. then I feel refreshed, rejuvenated. Awesome, then that's probably okay. Yeah. But if you're feeling worse afterwards, then that's probably something to consider readjusting. Maybe I need to do something else in addition to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now part of being in a healthy relationship and handling things and handling troubles, because Lord knows 2020 threw a lot. Yeah. It's also allowing, if your partner is supportive, allowing that to happen. Yeah. Allowing Um, allowing friends. Allowing friends to care for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's something that's been very, very hard for me mm-hmm. personally is, um, there was a trend. There was always people of all kinds or of all relationships <laughs> would remind me of what they would do for me. Ugh, remind yeah, me of the good normal. things. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking very, very, very close people would say, mm-hmm. Would just I would say, hey, my feelings are hurt about this because this is how I feel, and all okay. All they say back to me is, look at all these good things I did for you. Yeah, they, they don't address that? the original. Yeah, issue. so goodness. So it's it's also allowing someone to do good things because mm-hmm. I tend to say, please don't do it for me because I don't I don't want to hear about how you did this for me in five years. Yes. It's like what people think like that you know but i know i know myself enough because i did a whole lot of reflection doing a lot of really really hard times where it's hey this is what i'm bringing to the table this is really hard for me so i need you to please xyz and it can go a lot more smoothly otherwise people are left in the dark and you're confused Mm -hmm. and why do they not want me to do this and really try and take inventory really focus on yourself because at the end of the day you know you can only make yourself happy you're not going to get married and all of a sudden be miraculously happier you're not going to fix anything nothing is going to make you happy except for you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so awesome i think that's a good one to kind of like good note to end on yeah round it out Yeah. yeah so cool okay well just a quick review is healthy distraction is one of the ways journaling education and counseling Mm -hmm. so you can explore one of those if you have any questions or if you'd like to reach out and just kind of uh, maybe get some clarity on an issue we're Mm -hmm. always here and happy to help our email is grow better together podcast at gmail.com so uh, reach out and let us know if you need anything so some upcoming topics we're going to be talking about are 
uh, maybe how to like grow a healthy relationship. Right. We talked about like ways in which you can do that as an individual, mm-hmm. and then when you're together as a couple. Yeah. We also brought up the idea of knowing yourself, like understanding triggers. How do we actually go through the process of identifying our triggers? How do you start to even know yourself? Yeah, that's going to be that'll be another. Yes, it's a series. Yes, and then importance <laughs> of communication, whether yeah. it's communication with yourself, communication in relationships, communication yeah. at work. So we have a lot of fun ideas coming up. If you have any requests or any comments, you want to give us any feedback, mm-hmm. where we truly want this podcast to be a helpful resource in your life. And you can find so, us on Instagram. Yeah. Gr- we have yeah. Grow Through Blog. Yeah, Grow Instagram. Through Blog, yeah. Instagram channel. Yeah. Yep. So please follow us on there. And then, um, yeah, just let us know. If you need anything at all, we're always going to be here and we're always happy to help. Happy to help, happy to listen. Yeah. So if you like the podcast, actually click like on the podcast platform you're on. Mm-hmm. That helps the podcast be found better in podcast searches. And then mm-hmm. also follow us so that way you can get an alert when the new podcasts are up and ready to go. Yep. Like you said, find us on social media, on Grow Through Blog, on Instagram. On all the things. On all the things, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you reach out to us on email at growbettertogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Okay. Well, remember, if you're going to go through it, grow through it. Grow through it. it. Make your struggles your strengths. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening.